your talent is not enough. Like, your, whatever you can do, that truth of the matter is, there are tons and tons of companies, a lot of, a lot of people who are doing what you're doing and even possibly doing it way better than you. You get so, how do you stand out? You get also, yeah, you need to also contribute to open source. You get do things like basically have a problem solving mentality. So, um, welcome guys to another episode of Honestly, I Don't Know. And today with us, we have um, a superstar creative <laughs> with us, um, Mr. Brian. And forgive me if I butcher your last name. Is it Anu, Anuru, right? <laughs> <laughs> you will pay for that. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Yeah, no rule. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So, if Mr. Brand, so if you could introduce yourself briefly for the audience, so that they know, um, they know who you are, what you're about, and what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my name is Brian Anuru, and uh, I'm a creative director, founder at Spencer Zero Studios. And it's, we're all about advertising, branding, and, you know, advanced visual production. And personally, I love storytelling. I love, you know, creative okay. thinking. I'm also a troublemaker. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's about it for me. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about... Spencer and Zill and how that started. Because I think I I came across your work about two years ago, I think two or three years ago. And I was like, this is your work like really stands out from the pack, from where we find ourselves. So I found it really very interesting when I first saw your work. So can you tell us a little bit about how the idea came about, how you started from where you began and where you've gotten to right now, like in a quick brief summary, how has the journey been like running um, such an amazing studio? Oh, wow. okay. Well, you know, Spencer Zill is basically an expression of myself, Brian Anuru, you know, and you know, over, over the years, you know, he started as a sidekick. You know, he just started like something, you know, we did for fun, something we just, you know, started as a side gig and it, was, it just turned out to, into a fully remote digital company. Yeah, so we've been, you know, being fearless defines who we are. Like, you know, we we think and we, we, we walk like, how do I put it now? Like, I'm trying to look for the right word to use. So like being fearless means for to us, you know, being passionate about what we do, you know, making a difference, fearlessly seeking the future and, you know, not just mm-hmm. waiting around for it to arrive, you get. So yeah. it's one that has driven yeah. things, you know, beyond. We've, we've been privileged to work with you know, a lot of, you know, companies, startups, you know, Fortune 500 companies and, you know, and also motion design and do a lot of visual effects works over the years. And okay. you know, for us, it just started out, you know, like you know, something we just did as a side gig, but all of a sudden we just you know decided to just run it remotely and see how we can, you know, basically impact the world and change the uh, change mm-hmm. the design. Okay. Yeah, and I, I still I feel like I still see evidence of um that's you know, like when sometimes you start running a company and like the corporate world swallows you up and you get to a point where you're not really like having a lot of fun with the work anymore. I feel like it's still pretty much evidence in you guys' work that you are still like, you still love experimentation. You still love thinking outside the box. You still love having a lot of fun and um, one recent project you guys released, the project Mute Your Mic, the Clubhouse um, rebrand project, even as a 
passion projects, like an unpaid project, like going through the details and how serious it has been taken. Like I feel like very few people take passion projects that serious. And that is one thing I, I really like about your work is that the passion is like showing, it's like the whole work is within passion, whether it's for the client or it's for your personal um your personal projects is like the level of detail and the level of quality is attention to detail is like still top notch. So I feel like that's one thing that everybody should take note of or everybody should, you know, um, learn. If there's anything I have learned from you and your work, that's, I think that's the one thing is to even take, even if it's a side gig or it's a side project or it's not the main thing, like the same level of seriousness and the same level of attention to detail is still evident in there, you know? So I just feel like I should shout that out. And I really love that project. Like I went back to look at it more than three times and I've bookmarked, bookmarked it somewhere just to take inspiration from it on other projects. So thank you for releasing that project into the world. Um, if you are listening and you haven't seen that project yet, I think I'll link it in the show notes below so you can check it out and yeah, inhale some awesomeness. So um, uh, then I think the so I think yeah, we just cut the chase and get straight into the meat of the um, discussion. So how starting as like a creative in um, Nigeria, right? You used to, I, I guess you used to work for an agency or another company, or have you been running things on your own since the beginning? Yeah, well, you know, for me, it's been a roller coaster. No, I've done, I've done it all. <laughs> I'm more like a multidisciplinary when it comes to things like this. I've done it all. I've okay. For, you know, advertising companies, I've worked for entertainment companies, I've even worked for, you know, Nickelodeon, MTV, I've done things for, um, what's it called, Viacom. So, but it's, Pensazil has always been my baby. So it has, it has always, yeah. I've always carried it along at every point of my life. So, okay. It's always been with me at every point. So at, at what point did you feel like you needed to do this full time? Well, uh, I, I think, to be honest with you, I've always <laughs> like I've never been a part-time thing for me. Though yes, I don't consider it a part-time thing, but yes, it's that there is always there part-time. But you know, I've always put my full dedication to Spencer Zero, trying to make it what it is today. And uh, mm. where it started fully was when I, you know, finally left my master's, my master's degree in, in advanced visual effects. So that was where I had more time because I had to stop you know, basically everything. You know, so at some point in your life, you just have to make that sacrifice and say, you know what, let's do this. So I had to just, you know, stop mm. and you know, give it full focus and, and concentration. Yeah, that was it. That was when I left for my master's. Now oh, okay. And how how was it like in the beginning stages, especially with like finding clients? Like how easy was it to find your first set of clients to begin doing work for? Or did you have to do something else before you got to that stage? What was that process like? Yeah, okay. So it was quite easy because, you know, before Spencer, like I said, Spencer Zill is an expression of brand and over me. I've always, you know, been doing I put in the work from day one. I've never taken it as, you know, a joke. Like I said, it was never a side project for me. It was always my baby. So I've always had this connection. I'm a kind of person who, whenever I walk into a room, I always try to, you know, talk to everybody, let people know what I'm doing. Even if you follow me on WhatsApp, you, or everyone knows what I'm doing. Like no one who sees Brian and says don't know what they're doing. So I always talk about my work. I always talk about what I do. And definitely, most importantly, I care. Like I truly care about my work. I truly care about the work we do, the, the, the motion design, the advertising, the visual effects. I truly care about it. And I think it speaks in my work and what I do every day. Okay. So mm -hmm. starting out wasn't that much hard to get clients because I've, I've already built like a client base, you know, 
Okay. So it, it wasn't that hard. All I just needed to do was, you know, create a story around brand. And now a little bit more of marketing and, you know, strategizing and, you know, putting myself and the company out there more. Mm. Yeah, and also doing a lot of pitches as well, you get. So it's it's still the same okay. thing. So um, it's it wasn't like... So I think, I guess what, what I'm trying to find out is, so for example, for somebody who is, let's say, starting out, you know, um, fresh, right? Like I'm straight out of school or I'm about to complete school and I, I know like I have all these, you know, creative skills and I know, I know what I can do, but um, most of the times we are not really taught all this, you know, business side of things and finding clients and marketing our skills back in school. So some people struggle to find their footing once they are done with um, oh. school, you know. Yeah. So coming from that point of view, how does somebody like that begin to get their foot in the door and, you know, begin to show their work? Because sometimes for some people, no matter how awesome their work is, it's still difficult for them to, you know, find um, clients or to even get to the point where they are finding good paying clients, to even get to the point where, you know, they are fully exporting their skill sets to people or agencies or companies like outside their locality, which could be maybe Ghana or Nigeria or any other, you know, African country. So how does somebody like that begin to, you know, get in certain rooms to get in conversations like that to um, just expose their work. Okay, well, you know, to be very honest with you, it's when it comes to especially exporting your, you know, your talent and what you can do, it takes a lot of research and a great deal of planning to make sure that you're that you're exporting and international expansion efforts actually pays off you get so like and to be very honest with you as well you know putting yourself out there kind of actually helps to fast track your growth you know but it can be very very challenging you know and you know to get started and achieve your success and if you, if you think about it you know there are a lot of complicated questions you need to ask you know mm-hmm. everything from you know picking the right target market you know product adaptation, your pricing, the way you market yourself. And also most importantly, are you ready for the international market? Are you ready for people out there? A lot of people, yes, we have talent. I have, I know what I can do stuff. I'm I'm good with software, but are you ready? So when when and that now brings us back to you know a long list of challenges that that may seem you know intimidating, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> there are ways you can tackle these things and step by steps, you know, to get yourself and your business prepared, you know, to adapt to these strategic approaches, you know, to approach to, you know, to solve your problems and to actually mm. meet this international market. So, like, to be very honest, again, like, there are lots and lots of things that, that you need to put into consideration. But for me, I think there are just two things I think are quite, you know, that a lot of creatives you know, ignore and say, for example, a lot of things that I think we have more control over, you know, if I, if I start, you know, by telling you a lot, there are a lot of MBA level shit, you know, things you need to do with business strategy and all that, that, you know, might take a long time, you know, to process and to get to understand as someone who is starting fresh. But I feel yeah. like there are things that, you know, that we have control over that we can necessarily and definitely look into which is for me i think it's you know as a creative who is just coming out and also in africa you need to work on your mentality and your okay. mind mentality and your mindset so basically okay. you change your mindset to build an international market to build an international career you need to change your mindset and by that there are a lot of things you need to start like you know you need to start doing, for example, you know, you need to start like creating some sort of value to the community. You get, you get like, 
your talent is not enough. Like, you know, whatever you can do that. True of the matter is there are tons and tons of companies, a lot and tons of people who are doing what you're doing and even possibly doing it way better than you. You get so how do you stand out? You get also yeah, we need to also contribute to open source. You get do things like basically help solve, like have a problem solving mentality, basically. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, as an artist, you need to have like a problem solving mentality to be able to, you know, put yourself out there and make people actually, you know, ask questions about you and want to work with you. You get me? So, like, okay, I'm... The second, the second part that I think is very, very valuable is having a value proposition. Okay. What is it about your value proposition that will make businesses choose you? And the value proposition, it's, it's very important. Like I mentioned two things, like I said, the mentality, which is your mindset and your value proposition. Because like I said, a lot of people do these things a lot of businesses have this you know this same thing to bring to the table but what what is that thing you have what is that thing that makes it you stand out you get what is that thing that makes businesses choose you and that's where you know um for some people let's say you know your time maybe being able to do something that takes maybe some studios four weeks, one month, three months to do, and you're able to do it in, you know, a couple of, you know, days and still retain the same quality. That can be a value proposition. You get to, but like, you need to understand like a value proposition is something that you have to bring to the table that, you know, basically can stand on its own and make you, and make businesses look at you. You get to, those are the things I feel, you know, we as creatives have to look at and I can go deep and deep into value proposition. I can go deep and deep into changing your mindset, you know, but these are the mm-hmm. two, you know, um, these are the two areas that I feel like that are, that are, that we have control over. And I think a lot of is usually ignore. Okay. So like working on these two things are basically like, a good, a very good basis to um, start from, and then uh, yeah, work through all the other things, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like the thing is, uh, for me, you know, mm-hmm. when I when I started, uh, when I started, you know, I always ask myself this question: like, what can I do in my work that will make the international market want to work with me? Mm. You get so for me I, I, over the years i've been able to find out that you know helping others doing the features you know being resourceful being result driven you know like making connections and one, one important thing about this making connection is that you know a lot of people think when you go to conferences you need to go to conferences outside motion design outside your field outside what's your niche you need to meet people outside what you're doing and find out like what is what is what is your problem? What problem do you have? What challenges do you have? And what can I as a motion designer? What can I as a creative person? And how can my services be of help to you? Mm. You need to you know, find way beyond you know the motion design. Yes, it's good. You need to join motion design international motion design communities. You get you need to also care for your job. Like you need to. Recommendations work a lot, but you know, you need to care for your job, like truly, truly, deeply care for your job. And you know, mm-hmm. the thing about showing passion and care for your job is that it's it's it, you can't fake it. It's something that will yeah. do your work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's pretty knows, evident. I swear, it's pretty evident. You get so um, you know, it's it's it's. It's a lot to, be, to to consider, like I said, but you know, yeah, there's always a starting point, and like I said, these are the things that I have always, you know, talked about to myself, and I, and I feel like you know, over the years, that really really helped me. 
to change the way mm-hmm. uh, the, my, the, the kind of clients that I get and the way, you know, the success rate over time. Yeah. And I think one very interesting point you made is like going to conferences outside your space to make like interesting connections because I feel like also again a lot of creative people at least most of the ones that I know is like most of 80 to 90 percent of their friends are like other creative people and that's in the long term doesn't really help in terms of you know bring getting businesses and um exporting to a certain level of clients because some of those people are not creative people and they are also looking into other spaces so once you're able to get into their space and you understand what their some of their pain points and all those things are you can design solutions for that pitch to them and then essentially um start making friends in also those spaces and those people will refer you to their friends who are also in other spaces and then I feel like the connection kind of um, grows from there. But like in the beginning, I don't know if it's conditioning or whatever it is, but like we are, we sort of gravitate more towards, you know, making friends with other creative people who are doing cool work because you want to, you know, maybe learn from them or whatever it is that that relationship gives to us. So I feel like that's also, that's a very, you know, interesting point to make that, yeah, we should try, at least getting out of our comfort zone and getting to know, you know, other people in other spaces because the whole world is not only about um, creativity and, you know, the things that we are used to seeing all the time. Yeah, so I feel like that's that's a very interesting um, point. And um, you mentioned that before somebody, you know, begins this journey or begins to get into such um yeah begins their past they should ask themselves if they are ready so like in your mind what does it look like for somebody to be able to self-assess themselves and tell themselves that okay i'm ready to start this journey i'm ready to do this shit like what 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 does that look like in your mind like for somebody to be ready or for somebody to be able to tell themselves that like yeah they are ready to take this first step well you know a lot of things that come in my mind but to be ready you know as a designer as a creative person that's just starting out you need to especially when you were trying to export into the international market you need to understand that there's a standard you need to meet Okay. Uh, we all know, like, you can't just be just come up and you just want to know. There's already a standard the market has already placed. So is you is you or your brand ready for that standard? Because you know there are a lot of things when it comes to uh, your team, like the kind of services you like render, like the the quality of your work alone. You know, just like saying. Yeah. You, you know that you're still learning. You, you know, you get, and you're still, you're, you, mm-hmm. you, so like, look, you have to ask yourself that question. Are you ready? Are you truly, are you sure? Try yourself the truth. You get, because at the end of the day, you know, I think there, a lot of people need to understand that there's some things you need to sort out first before other things. But I feel like, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of things and a lot of decisions you need to set clear. You need to decide on your business goals. You need to decide on the targeted level of sales you want to get, your target market. You need to, you need to understand the competition out there. You need to understand yeah. the size of the market. You need to understand that, look, it's not just an easy road. You need to understand that you, know, you, need, to, you need to have a unique value proposition. You need to, are you ready? Do you have something valuable to give out there? You get you need to consider a lot of, you know, finances because obviously, definitely, you, you, there are a lot of marketing to be done. You get, are you very financial? You get, but at the end of the day, like I said, for me, that's what I said. You know, I tried not to go into the whole money part of things, but I tried to focus on things I feel like you know everybody has control over as creators. 
in your 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 packaging, the way you package yourself, you get as an individual. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the way to pack it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your branding, personal, your personal brand. Just imagine now, you're mm-hmm. you're trying to sell to the international market as a brand. Yeah. Are you branded? Are you getting before someone who will hire you as a brand? They want to know are you let, let me see your branding for yourself. Let me see how you mm-hmm. brand yourself. Let me see how you're able to carry yourself before you yeah. to carry my company. So that's why I ask those questions. Are you truly ready for this? So you know, you know, a lot of definitely a lot of promotions, our digital marketing needs to go into in, involve, get involved mm-hmm. rather and a lot of professional things that need to be done, that needs to be done to be able to compete with that market. But like I said, mm-hmm. for me, I just want us to be able to, as creatives, to be able to just, you know, let's do what's, what's within our power, within you know, the things we know we can control. Get, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the value, just th- sit back, sit back and just think about your value proposition. Just, I think that's a very, very important mm-hmm. thing that you know, creatives need to just think about first because once that is sorted, a whole lot of problems are already sorted. A lot, of, a whole lot of problems that you just need to sit back and, uh, in your house and you know, it's already sorted for you. Once there's something, people can always you know, run back to you for that value that you're giving that every other person is not giving. So that uh, that alone prepares you for any any kind of market when you have a strong and unique value proposition. You get me? Yeah. Yeah, but you know yeah. how there's like the the market the markets and the landscapes can be different from each other. So for example, I myself living and staying in Ghana, working, I've worked with some Ghanaian clients and I've worked with a few people, um, you know, some in Nigeria, some outside Africa. And you begin to notice immediately like the difference in the markets, right? And that's it. that can sometimes be a shock that's, you may or may not be prepared for. So um, you like looking at both landscapes or all the landscapes that you've done work in, what what would you say the major differences would be in with the how the market is set up here in Africa and how it's set up with um, the diaspora or like, yeah, Europe, US, the Americans and et cetera. Okay, I think you would have to like you know, raise that question because I really want to understand what you. I think it has a very interesting question, but I I really want to fully understand it so I can know how to come in. Okay, so um, obviously, like I'm sure before you started doing work for like clients outside, you mentioned the standards that they set over there is like very different from the standard we have over here, right? So how, um, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, what are some of the differences between how the standards look like out there and how the standards look like over here in terms of the way the markets behave with, um, with regards to like clients, timelines, deadlines, budgets, et cetera. I don't know if that's clearer. Oh yeah, okay, well, um, to be fair, there's really no, not, you know, not that much of a difference, especially, but especially when it comes to the, the, the what's it called, the business side of things. But I feel like where we have more differences, like the the strategy and uh, okay. and the, what's it called, the, the level of 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 dedication they put into their what they do, and you know, like. There's clarity in, what, in how they work. There's this transparency in everything they're doing. You you can yeah. literally go there and know what someone is doing. Not here in Africa. It's one they're into this one. You're into marketing. You're into advertising. You're into <laughs> you're into graphic design. You're into uh, no. If you go there, they, they believe in you know specialization specialization that's the word you get the belief that's to to be very honest the person who just knows one thing who has knowledge in an expert in a particular field has more chances going the whole wrong way compared to you know you who you know this you know that you know so 
I feel like that's that's the like that's the the difference when it comes to we over here because you can come and well it's it's it, <laughs> if you look at <laughs> country we, that we are doing it to survive you can't you can't, <laughs> you can't survive in Africa it's only one thing <laughs> yeah I mean when when you are starting off and you are already specialized it's very 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 difficult to like survive in the market with one thing and. Even I myself, like when I was starting, like starting out my career, when I started motion design and decided to, you know, drop a lot of design duties and all those things, I, it was really tough for the first few months and the first few years because, like, nobody had, the market was still fresh and nobody really had, you know, a, a very big vision, a bigger understanding of what motion design was and how it could help them, right? But I was also, I would say I was also lucky around that time to have been in school. So I had some time to, you know, to really um, practice and work on the skill level to get to a certain stage because I didn't really have to worry about um, money at that point in time, right? So it's, it's like immediately I was out of school, the skill sets met a market that was, you know, almost ready. And right off the bat, like I could see, you know, some responses and just as you say like put yourself out there like all the channels behind instagram youtube everywhere you know because people are always looking for a certain skill set and it was relatively easier to even get you know clients outside than it was to get from within ghana because over there they understood motion design and what it could do for them so yeah i feel like specialization fully over here sometimes it can be very stressful so people just you know give up and it's like yeah i have to do what i have to do to survive so it's yeah i feel like sometimes you just have to wait it out for a very long time and suffer for a while (laughs) before you get to that stage yeah i think what what i think will work for us africans and nigerians or you know generally africans i think is still have because for me growing growing up and learning was like a pyramid for I made it, you know, it was deliberate because of I understood the the the, the area I am and the, the the limitations of my country. So I tried as much as possible to learn in the pyramid form. Like like you know, I, I learned from UI, UX, web design, I, I, I could do animation, I could even code PHP. Like I did everything. Wow. <laughs> I, had to, I had to now, you know, channel all those things down to motion design and visual visual effects now mm. that's that's but trust me that and that has helped me because right now to come up with an idea takes me less than a few minutes i don't think of ideas because of i've had this experience over time okay but now what you need to do to be able to if you're applying or you're trying to get like an international client don't just go and i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm doing this i'm doing so many things they won't listen they won't even it's it it's just it doesn't make sense to them. You get it don't, yeah. they don't understand that. It doesn't really make sense to them. So if but you know, try as much as possible to know when to bring out the beast in you. We are all Africans, we have this beast in us that we are guy, we they do everything, we can do this, we can do that. <laughs> also know, when, know when to bring it, <laughs> keep it for the for when you know it's needed, but you know, just bring it at the right time, you get so but but try as much as possible to specialize at some point. You know, whatever while while you're doing this, you're doing to survive, just have at the back of your mind, have that your goal, have that, you know, let's have that, this uh, vision at the, your end point. Right? Just have that just have something that, you know, at the end of the day, if I ask you now, who are you? You can be able to tell me, okay, this is what I am. Yeah. So yeah. Just to get out there, man, you just need to specialize. Trust me, you really, really need to specialize. So um yeah, so I guess this this is a very interesting um segue into the next question I'm about to ask because a lot of people sometimes, especially students, like when you go to schools to give talks and all those things, one question that a lot of students or a lot of young creatives ask is that sometimes for some of them, because when you go to school, you go to foundation class, they teach you photography, they teach you typography, they teach you design, they teach you um, animation, they teach you video, they teach you all of these things. Sometimes you fall in love with 
a lot of these things. And then once you get to that stage in your life, you find it very difficult to focus on one thing, which I believe essentially becomes your personal brand, as you mentioned, right? So how, how does one person focus on one thing that can take them to the next level? Because for some of them, it's like really hard for them to even fathom the idea of, okay, I can do photography, I can do video, I can do this, I do all these things, but how do I drop one or the other? Or do I even drop some of them and focus on one? Like how do you go about um, answering such a question? Because I guess we've already answered that it's, it's very important to specialize, but like how, how do you decide what to go with in the, in the case that you are in love with, you know, more than two or three things at the same time? Okay, well, you know, just like you said, that's a very interesting question. And uh, I also faced that challenge as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so the thing is, uh, how I was able to get past that was, you know, for me, you know, unlike uh, I, normally whenever I'm trying to design or come up with an, an idea or a, a solution to a problem, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily go to behinds or look at all the time. I try as much as possible to, you know, think about, you know, I'll think outside these things, so like what are your other interests, the whole motion design realm and the whole, what are the things you need to understand yourself as a creative, forget, see, this whole thing is, is very spiritual, it's more emotional, <laughs> you need to understand yourself. Yeah. It's not about moving, point, putting, pointing, you know, pushing buttons and doing curves and all that, you need to truly understand yourself and say, look, who am I truly? What is that thing that keeps me up at night? What is that thing that, you know, what, what's, for me, man, it's, I'm always inspired by, look, I'm, people, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I literally do research about nature. I read a lot of books about nature. I read, I'm pretty, pretty much inspired about, the, uh, you know, nature and, you know, the, the things around us. I, I, I even read yeah. books about nature. So, I, I, you need to understand yourself deeper than the software or what you're doing to be able to say, okay, you know what, this is what I'm going to choose. This is what I'm going to do. So yeah. for some time or at some point in your life, just, you know, let go of the whole design for a while, you know, take some personal time with yourself. You get do things that are side design and see how you, you'll be surprised how you'll be able to link that back to, you know, picking the niche for yourself and picking that point that's you know yeah. interests you the most. You get so yeah. and you know like it's 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 easier said than done. But trust me, it's worth it in the end. Yeah, I think I I I definitely understand your point because that's also another thing that people find people may find weird, but it's is really is really productive in the end. Like just being quiet with yourself, spending time with yourself and getting to know who you are as a person, I think it's like very important. And in the end, it's really evident in whatever you do because that's your personality is something that you can't really hide and it's, it reflects in your work eventually, you know, because I feel like most people would rather look for, you know, tutorials on how to, you know, actually better their skills but like after your skills are better what is the personality that's going to be driving those skills and that's something that not a lot of people really take the time out to spend time to you know figure out um i think even for me personally like last year covid and lockdown was a very like it led me to discover you know a lot more things about myself that i hadn't really paid attention to before like i'm somebody who loves you know traveling and loves the outdoors and adventures and everything but due to lockdown no traveling nothing and as somebody who already works from home now even though we are still working from home during that period it was very weird for me because now it felt like house arrest you know and i couldn't really go out and it really affected my mental psyche because 
traveling yeah. or something that you know once i go out and i experience the outdoors and i interact with nature and when you go out you see a lot of you know different things that really inspire you that it felt like the four walls of my room was like very very stifling right so like i couldn't really you know think outside the box i couldn't really express myself very creatively because that's thing that gave me a different perspective outside of my room had, had been you know cut off or taken away from me and that was a very 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 interesting discovery for me because i thought for the longest time i thought you know traveling was just a fun thing for me but like i didn't know that how much impact that had on the creative work i did in the end and so for me now i'm like okay what other thing outside you know the things I do for money, the creative things can, you know, fuel my creativity and all those things. And I even picked up other things like, you know, music. I, I randomly go, woke up one day and I bought a guitar for my friend and I started watching YouTube videos and I realized learning the guitar is not that difficult. And then I started making music on my iPad and all those things. And doing all those other things aside, design and creating and animating, came back to you know inspire some of the work i've been doing even this year so i feel like that's something it sounds very unproductive to stop work to go and do something else that feels like you're wasting your time but like i really understand the value of how that can come back to help you discover who you are and what you really want to offer to the world and that inherently becomes you know your personal brand because i feel like sometimes also people when people ask how do you create, you know, your personal brand? I feel like it's something that once you know yourself, it kind of creates itself. You don't necessarily have to do a lot of work to create a personal brand. Once you actually know yourself, like it kind of comes out automatically when you let it happen. So, yeah, I feel like that's a very interesting um, point you made there. Yeah, and you know, I can actually totally relate to what you just said about the whole, you know, the pandemic and how it all influenced your your art and how you <laughs> trust me, man, that 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 was a really crazy period. Yeah. <laughs> Even this uh, uh that was also it, it, see, just like you see, people need to think about things in different ways because it's about your mind. I keep talking about your mindset. Your mindset is very, you know, the way people think and the way it, the way you structure your mind has a very, very strong way of, of making you who you are, either successful or, you know. So you see how you turn this whole negative experience into a positive side for yourself. You see how, you know, how that thing work, worked out. And that was the, that, the same thing that happened, you know, to, to us during the pandemic. We had this The project Mr. Mike was actually during the pandemic that was why we how you know i got inspired by to do that project and that project was you know we got inspired you know when you know we, we literally turned to the app you know clubhouse you know is, mm-hmm. is an audio-based social app and you know during that period you know it, it it created a room for people where you could meet people have conversations share your experiences mm-hmm. and all that so we got inspired after turning to the app man and when the world literally stood still. <laughs> it felt like, you know, home to us. And you know, mm-hmm. connecting with so many great minds from all over the world, you know, made us feel like, you know, we, we, we are not alone. Yeah. So clubhouse yeah. was literally, you know, more like a therapeutic kind of vibe to us. So mm-hmm. working on the working on that project, you know, was more like a medium for us to like, you know, vent out all we've been going through, you know, hold the depression, the anxiety. You know, even those days where you felt like, you know, the world was against you. Mm-hmm. Yet, we did this in the best way we knew possible, which was in our art. In our, you know, the only way we could vent out was through our art, through our, you know, our design. You get to okay. just learn how to assess the emotional part, part of you, assess yourself and turn that into creative energy. And I think yeah. there's a lot of things that a lot of creatives need to learn because a lot of people just get too emotional and sit back and start thinking, thinking, turn that energy, learn how to flip energy and turn yeah. it into, you know, something productive and, you know, create something you get yeah. rather than, you know. So I think it's, 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 it's a really good thing for, you know, creatives to, to learn and look at because yeah. 
trust me, this whole all these issues will keep coming up, challenges will keep mm-hmm. coming up. You know, we just need to turn out that energy rather than just feeling, you know, bad about it and, you know, just yeah. have fun. Yeah, because, I mean, the truth of the matter is the problems never stop coming. They will still come. So it's, it's all about how you learn to manage the problems and the issues. Exactly. Yeah. Because people think once you get to a certain stage in your career, like, you're good. Like, you're, you're there. So, I mean, everything is peachy around you but i mean the higher you go the the tougher the problems become so you just have to get better at solving the problems every day and then you learn from that and then you go like you know day by day exactly exactly so just 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 for example now imagine like while this whole thing was happening here you know clubhouse you know literally helped us stay sane you know during the whole big period we get so Instead of basking on the whole thing, just we had to like look deep and we realized that oh look, this app actually has like a doesn't doesn't really have a, a, an identity. It has a mission visual language. Like there was really nothing to you know make this app stand out. Mm-hmm. Yet, ah, why we are here being you know depressed and the world is shaking? Why not just channel our energy to something else to solve a problem? Because one of one of the things that drive me and I think should drive most creatives is let your solutions be problem driven. Mm-hmm. Try as much as possible to make sure that whatever thing you're doing, whatever thing you're trying to solve, let it just be, let, make sure that there's a problem before you start creating that solution. Because at the end of the day, it makes your work easier, it makes it faster, and it makes people, it gives more value to your work, and it, and it, and it, and it makes people connect to you more because it definitely bringing a, a solution to the table and, you know, it's it, some people struggle with ideas. I'm looking for an idea. I want to make something. I want it to be like this. But when you have a problem, if the problem is on the table now, looking at you, you won't struggle with the idea because exactly. even if you struggle, it won't be that much. You get because mm-hmm. you already have like you know the blueprint of what you're looking at and say this is what I'm trying to solve. Not looking for how to make something fly from one place to another with no reason, with no intent. Why is it flying? Why is it having wings? What's the issue? <laughs> Yeah, so you have yeah. to be more you know, result driven and you know have more intent in in the way we think as creatives. So exactly. And I think that also goes to answer another question of like how do you solve or how do you get out of you know, creative block? I mean if there's if there's a problem, you'll be creative enough to solve it because your creativity is kind of like you get to a point where it becomes second nature. So if you are at a block somewhere, just find a problem and then try solving something. And then once that gets out of the way, the juices will start flowing again, which is, exactly. I think, one one thing that I find very valuable. Exactly. Exactly. Like you just said it all. To be very honest with you, like <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a big problem. It can be as little as cleaning your room. Yeah. It can be as little as just doing something else. You see, people overthink this creative block thing. It's normal. It's not something to be scared about or something. Don't don't stress it. The moment it comes, you're human. You get the moment it comes, just yeah. leave it. Go do something else for a few 30 seconds or te- sorry, 30 minutes and get back at work. You get sometimes I like, can you know what? Fuck it. I only watch it. I want to watch a movie. I get I would just, you know, <laughs> watch a full full um, movie, then I come back and before you know it, I'm already fresh. I'm already you all go take a nap, you get, you come back at it. But these creative blocks, yeah, man, if, if it's, it happens a lot when I don't have a problem I'm solving, I just want to, I'm just yeah. trying to, I just want to just make, get. So, mm-hmm. But if there's a problem I'm on hand and I see that problem, then I have a direction to my problem solving, I have a direction to my creative thinking. I have, so it solves a lot of problems when you already have a problem, but when there's no problem, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I think this this has been very uh, productive. So, basically, I think all all that we are trying to say is before anybody you know wants to get into the market, try to get you know get kickstart their career, or even if you are still you've already begun your career and you are struggling a little bit there are certain things you have to take into consideration your mentality your mindset you know having a unique value proposition which brought us back to you know finding yourself first 
or not necessarily finding yourself even fully, but like understanding who you are and why you exist and what makes you tick. And exactly. essentially that leads you to, you know, building a personal brand of yourself that you can offer to the world because outside there, people are looking for very highly specific um, skills or solutions to very specific problems. And if you're able to solve those problems, I think you would have, um, not that you have it easy, but you have it relatively easier. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Okay. And also just take time to do some research, scout the market. And sometimes it's just as easy as Googling because I myself, the first time I had like a foreign job and I didn't know how to price, I just went online and Googled the client is from California. So how much does motion design cost in California? It was as <laughs> easy as that. And then you get a range of numbers and depending on the, your skill level and you see the numbers, you're like, okay, maybe I can try this number out. And surprisingly, it was okay for them and then they we got to work on their contract and then the money came in you know so sometimes it's just as easy as googling that question that is on your mind or messaging somebody or a mentor who you feel like can help you because people are on the internet people are always hoping to help you know so do your due diligence first answer um be honest to yourself ask yourself you know very thought-provoking questions and once you do that, I feel like you would be, you'd have a good edge to enter into, you know, any markets that you really want to get into. And also be, let your solution be problem driven. And it's not always that you have to be sitting behind a PC working, grinding it out. Sometimes you have to take some time, do something else, come back and then get your juices flowing. So I believe that's like a very quick summary of everything that we've discussed. So if you didn't get anything from the podcast from the beginning to the end, this brief summary is like some of the things that we've discussed which we feel like would help you be able to export your talent to anywhere in the world because the world is a global village and you don't have to be confined to your, your local area or your geographical area. You know, so um, thank you a lot, Brian. Um, are there any last words that you would want to leave with um, our audience? Any advice? Any just any you know interesting? Um, <laughs> well, you know, I think something that I think is will be very very important to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it to be very very especially like when you mentioned you know people who are really you know starting out and you know trying to get into the market one way or the other. Mm-hmm. One thing. A lot of people always ignore, a lot of creators always ignore, especially when you're starting out. Is you know, for me, getting recognition for my work, mm-hmm. you know, came from often more more often doing personal projects, to be very honest. Like exactly most of the recognition I have got, like the biggest the collab the co- recognitions I've gotten, and even my first million. Mm-hmm. was good from a personal project because you know these personal projects they, they allow you as a creative person to ex to like express yourself you get and and one thing about this thing is also quality quality mm-hmm. work has a lot to do with it as well You're not just you know working on personal projects your work has to be you know there has to be this touch of quality in your work yeah. this touch of you know, class in your work you get people like you know People, most people who know me and know my work, they always like the way I approach my work, the way, you know, the intent in it. And, you know, people think, you know, I have a lot of empathy when it comes to mm-hmm. my work. I think, you know, you, you need to address or you need to go after your work, like as if you're checking a babe, as if you're, you're, as if you're talking to a person, as if you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to relate to a person, not just... Yeah. Uh, a market you get my point so yeah. and that's what brought about uh, the maverick visual album that uh, dispenser zeal is, is work, currently working on right now it's all about yeah. you know personal projects collaboration just putting yourself out there you know make time for yourself it's not about you know doing taking all the money sometime look if you if you take 10 10 different clients 10 different jobs and you're taking more the amount of money just a pers- a good great personal product that is targeted to a problem can mm-hmm. get you can yeah. just make you literally go can just make you done for your entire life rather mm-hmm. than just 
wasting your time, taking tons and tons and tons of projects. And that was what I did uh, starting out. I always kept thinking that, oh, you know what? I have to keep taking these projects. I have to keep taking these projects. You need to make time for other things. You need to make time yeah. for yourself. You need to make time for, you know, adding value of some sort. It, 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 mm-hmm. it, it, it has to, it, it, it has to go way beyond just, you know, your everyday getting clients, getting paid, getting clients, getting paid. Do yeah. valuable work. Do work that's, you know, that stands on its own. And there are, there are lots of projects under the Maverick album that has a lot to that, to talk about and have a lot to teach people because at the end of the day, it, it targets the international market. It targets everybody. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a project for everybody. Everybody can relate to So you need to be intentional about what you're doing. You don't you don't just create this you need to be intentional about your your you know your strategy and how you want to get into this this these places. You get yeah. so at the end of the day, like I said, you know, you know, doing this, you know, making time out for yourself. Like you need to, we need to, you know, a lot of people, because of you're in Nigeria, you have to work, you know, nine to five, you come back home, you do a freelance, you do this. Yeah. It, 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 trust me, you you're going to keep doing that for a long time. You need to yeah. pause. You need to chill for a while and think and create, do some personal stuff. Do some personal yeah. stuff that is channeled to either teaching, either, you know, contributing to the community, either educating or either solving a problem of some sort. You get, and trust me, like, it has done wonders in my life. Like, it has really, you know, taken me to places that I can't even really imagine because things I just do out of fun, that I always do because I just brought out time to, you know, try to make an impact or make a difference or just try to just try to, you know, express myself more as a creative person. It's 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 gone way, way further than I can literally imagine, rather than just and like I said at first, the doing this has to take a lot of sacrifice because on working on this on this project, drop me to meet your mic. I mm-hmm. we literally have to turn down clients for four months. <laughs> Like it was yeah. about the amount of passion and the amount of dedication we have we have for what we do, and mm-hmm. turning down clients for four months has as in the, the, what we what we benefited from just project mutual mic is it's, it's as is way more than what we've lost for four months. So at the end of the day, look, we need to think way beyond all this. We need to think yeah. about way beyond the, the 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 initial game or what you what you can get now and just you know. Think about the future. Long yeah, yeah. Strategize yourself. And I can I can one hundred percent relate to that because the the first time I ever flew out of Africa was because of a personal project that um I had the opportunity to enter into a film festival. So like I I can one hundred percent relate to like creating personal projects or taking time out to, to work on personal projects. And I think for me, I'd say I'm very lucky to have this very, very emotional temperament about my work that if I do a lot of commercial work back to back for some time and I haven't done anything personal for myself, like it gets me, I wouldn't say depression, but like it gets me close, close to a state of depression where I'm like, I don't even feel like doing anything again until I do something for myself. And immediately I do that, there's this, it feels like there's this burden that has been lifted off of my shoulders. So even for us at Lyman and you, for like the interns and the people we work with, we always encourage, like we have specific times set out for like the creatives we have under us to work on personal projects for themselves because we know the the level of you know the level of self-expression and the benefits that can bring to you and that is it's something very valuable that until you work on something like that and it brings you those returns it's very hard to see um you know what that can do for you so i feel like that's that's a very also good point to um add to the whole thing so yeah it's very awesome point yeah. So, so well, when when it comes to the gist, the only gist I have right now is uh, you know, <laughs> the the Maverick album is a, is a, is for is is something to look forward to, man. Like everybody should just yeah. uh, is, is look forward. I can't to wait it. to see the rest of the rest of it. I'm sure by the time this episode goes, wait, when is the next project dropping? 
<laughs> I'm looking at before the, uh, before the end wait, next month though. Yeah, next month. Next month. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure by the time this episode is airing, we'll we'll see the second one. What's what's which one is the second one? Because I realized it's not being it's not going to. Be yeah. So now it's we are we are still you know the whole with your mic is still a, they, they, it, we, we are not even done replying emails for me to my <laughs> <laughs> like that, that project is really huge man i've seen all the comments on twitter and everything and like it's really blowing up it's crazy so like for now we're, we're working on some really really all i can just say is the uh, some i think we should look up and uh, look out for african gods african gods is uh oh, yeah. projects i think you know uh you know everyone should look forward to because it's 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 a really uh, what's it called? Um, it's a collab. Like I worked with in collaboration with uh, Awo. It's one of uh, one of the uh, very very Awo and T. Yes, yes, yes. You know him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've been talking to him before, but I've I've been following him closely and his work, and it's been like it's really awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you know, our goal here is just to you know celebrate prominent deities. You know, in all their glories and flaws, you get. Mm. You know, we've been taught to you know see traditional gods as evil. You know, yeah. <laughs> While getting <laughs> Western gods holy and all that, but you know, this this one is this this project is you know is basically you know to help Af- Africans to assess their roots. You know, mm-hmm. African gods are literally you know in our roots. They are actually embedded in our DNA. You get their yeah. definition of best magnificence. You get and should be seen in the reflection of us. To be very honest, you get. So they have all. They have always been you know like a beacon you know of hope, always flocking around. You get. Mm-hmm. And man, I think it's 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 something to be talked about. It's something to be expressed. And we're going to be talking about. We're going to be showcasing a lot of wars tales about these gods and how prominent and how magnificent they are in their glory in different forms mm-hmm. so i think it's going to be a very interesting one and we're also going to be telling stories about them and how you know how how they come to be mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's it goes with this problem it goes way beyond design it, it, it's 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 just something you know like i said i've, I've had this idea in my head for a long time because like like i told you i've always started alone i've always been doing this alone but you know yeah. I've, now we, i'm trying to collaborate you know with a lot of artists a lot of you know designers to make an impact to make a difference to leave something to for for you know creatives to get inspired from one way or the other so at the end of the day this project now is is going to is is actually targeted to our the, the africans in diaspora you know for them to be able to locate their roots to understand how yeah. powerful they are. because most of them are being they don't even understand how powerful they are they look down on themselves they don't know who who they came from yeah, yeah they came from powerful god so we're just trying to you know tell stories you get tell our african yeah. stories in the best way we can you know, for, fused with afrofuturism and you know uh, uh you get the african vibe and the african culture yeah. but i think like now now is the best time to tell all those stories because once I feel like once our generation leaves, like we live with, because there hasn't been any proper documentation of our stories till now. So if we don't document it and showcase it, and we also leave, we leave like our kids would won't have any you know stories to tell their kids, and it's like everything just fizzles out. And exactly. yeah, so I think it's a very I would definitely be on the lookout for that project. And I mean, yeah, you mentioned collaboration. Collaboration is like very important thing. And even I myself, I'm trying to, you know, collaborate with a few um, creatives on some projects this year, both Nigerians. There's a, there's some Nigerians, there's some Ghanaians. So hopefully those projects also see the day of light either this year or next year. Yeah. There's an there's a, actually an episode specifically on collaboration in this um, season, so I feel like we are all kind of thinking along the same lines. 
Yeah, exactly. Trust me, man. It's 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 always you know, and that's that's something a lot of you know designers as well should you know jump into because come on, man, come on, you can't do this alone. Like at some point, you just need to understand that you know, greater things are created you know with people with like minds. You know, let's, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, let's come together. Exactly. So um, this has been fun. Like I had had fun having this conversation. There's been a lot of insights. I've learned a lot. Um, I hope everybody else took notes as usual. And um, yeah, thanks, Brian, for taking time out to hang out and have a chat to you know inspire other people and everybody else. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys same time next week.